0: Hey folks, welcome back to another episode of Life, Love and Entrepreneurship with me, Deepak Shukla, and today I had with me the wonderful Sage Michael of RiseWith.us. Check it out. Hello. Hey, Sage, hey. how you doing, dude? Um, Fantastic. <laughs> good, to, good, good to connect with you. Um, So welcome to the show, etc., etc. Um, Dude, I've got, you know, I've, uh, so, so for, for the benefit of the audience, I've, mm. I've not known Sage very long, but I feel like I know him. Kind of, and also I just found out he's got a fucking TV show the other day, <laughs> which was ironic. We're gonna we're gonna come to that, dude. I didn't ask you, Sage. Hmm. Is, yeah. that, is is that like a stage name? Is that your real name? <laughs> because I always thought that he was like, oh, my name's Sage Michael. I was like this is clearly the wrong way around. I was like, this is some like last name, first name bullshit. But then I see it everywhere. Sage Michael. So dude, tell me about your name.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny that you say that too, because I've listened to other of your shows and this actually seems to be a common yeah. theme for your, for your series. So that's really interesting. Um, yeah, it is my name actually birth certificate and everything. It's, um, it's not as cool as you might think if you think about names that are likely to get you beat up in junior high. But <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> you know, other than that, it's working out it's working out pretty okay, considering I like uh well I like to think about things, right? So it, yeah. it actually it actually kinda turned out. Oh dude,
0: I, I, I dig it and um have you, because I haven't, I'm curious, ever met or known another
1: sage? I know of one. It's uh, apparently Sylvester Stallone's kid is named Sage. Did not know that until recently.
0: Oh shit! Okay. Oh wow. Yeah, cool, right? And I was just fa- uh, Instagram stalking Sylvester Stallone the other day, so I'm gonna, <laughs> of I'm gonna, of course, <laughs> I'm gonna delve deeper still. <laughs> um, so, dude, um, so let me, let me, let me, come off right at the back with with probably quite a, a useful question. If someone hmm. was to ask you and you had thirty seconds to describe it, what is it that you do, Sage? How would those thirty seconds sound to go?
1: Actually, I help people change their lives, and I always have, and I didn't realize that I always have, but I've always been the sort of person that somebody comes to and they ask, hey man, I'm having this sort of situation, can you help? And I've been able to put myself in their shoes and really think about where they're at and help them to change their life, and I had to figure out recently why I was able to do it. Funny story and it turns out it's a natural ability for some people if you've had like a rough upbringing because you naturally learn to fit in with others so kind of an amazing thing but yeah i i help people change their life
0: okay no dude um, uh, amazing um, it's, it's a really good way to phrase it because i'm on um, i'm on your site right now risewithus.us. Hmm. or us um mm-hmm. and dude there's the there's, there's all these fucking things here life coach cross hmm. i mean specific disciplines as well CrossFit mm-hmm. instructor, fight mm-hmm. teacher, college mm-hmm. tutor, editor in chief for Wisdom Times. Dude, you sound like a busy man. Which order did they all come in, and which one is your favorite, etc.?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. When I first started out, um, you know, I didn't know much. I was 16, 17, and I was like, man, I really need to do something with my life. I it's the weirdest thing. I got up, I walked out of the house. I was sixteen years old. I walk down to a military recruiter and I join the service, swear to God. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Right after that, a war happens. I have to go over there, do that thing. That's craziness. Um, And then I come out. And, you know, the natural things after you've been in a serious military thing is, okay, now you you learned about fighting and killing and all this craziness. So then I sort of parlayed that into teaching women self-defense and protecting others, and man, I've been in some crazy situations. After that, I was a bounty hunter, and that was really interesting. Oh, wow. Um, I have come across accidentally, obviously, right, because no one finds these things in process, but I've come across accidentally rapes and craziness, and I've had to save lives right there on the spot, never intending to, right? But I have been given certain skills, and I get to jump in, and I get to save people's lives. So- I took that and I wrote a book about how to become a superhero, which was really just being the best person you can be. But then a guy read this book and he has a TV show and he was like, <laughs> dude, would you – and he's doing an episode about superheroes, about people who dress up like superheroes. I never you know, dressed up, but he was like, "Yeah, would you like to host this show? And I was like, yeah, OK. So now they're in season two. It's shown in a couple places all over the world, mostly in America. In some other countries, they have it. Um, but it's really awesome. And so now I've become sort of, wait, he wrote this entire book about changing her life. He has changed his own life and it's been really awesome, really impactful. In fact, I'm, I'm married and my wife the other day said to me, she said, if you could change the world to the extent that you have changed your own life, the world would be completely unimaginably different from where it is today. And I think she's right about that. I've, I've had many interesting things happen in my life dude interesting is is
0: probably an understatement i'm i'm um i'm actually quite blown away by but and i know that you've obviously had to condense it down for, hmm. for 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 the benefit of obviously this this show but dude that's i mean that's insane i'm just trying to think of the best way with where to begin with 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 all of this so um okay bounty hunting you said that right and everyone's thinking like oh my god he's fucking interviewing (laughs) jack fucking sparrow (laughs) whoa um but dude tell me tell me tell i'm for 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 the benefit of my own
1: self-interest yeah man absolutely that dude (laughs) so bounty hunting super interesting i found it you know the craziest way you could ever find a bounty hunting job this guy put out an ad in the newspaper and he was like If you're good at finding people, I will pay you $1,000 per person you find. So, uh, right before that, I had a job working as something called a skip tracer where you look for people who are lost. And my record was 52 people in one hour. So, I thought if I could find, if I were getting a thousand, you know, I was getting like 10 cents a person, or it was ridiculous. But I thought, you know, if I could find, if I were getting a thousand per person, that's 52 in an hour. That would like change my life. That'd be amazing. Yeah. So I go out there, I show up, it is nothing like that. I almost get killed several times the first night. I mean, let me tell you what happened. This was this was the craziness of <coughs> being a bounty hunter. This is incredible. Um, we show up the very so I'm in the, uh, here's something you should never do in Los Angeles in a bad neighborhood. Get into a van with somebody you don't know, and yet this is what I did. I got into a van with this guy. He was the guy, you know, supposedly, and he's like, we gotta go uh we gotta go pick somebody up. He doesn't really tell me the details of it. And we come to this place, and it is completely run down, completely whatever. The front door is literally hanging off the hinges like you would see in a movie. And he starts creeping up the stairs, and he pulls out his gun. And we are, you know, and then he gets to the front door because this is like an apartment. And he pushes it open just a little bit because it's also not locked. And on the floor, there's like dirty diapers, like with actual human feces still in them. And there's a literal hole in the roof. And there's like, it's just a disaster. And he sees a guy with his back to us and he creeps up on the guy. He gives me the signal to, to not move and to be quiet. You know, I'm military, so it's fine. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so he starts creeping up on this guy and he puts his gun to the guy and grabs the guy. And they both start laughing. And I'm like, what the, what the hell? Yeah, right? It was apparently one of the other bounty hunters. And I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Two plus two. They don't have $1,000 per person or they suck at finding people because this is this guy's house, man. He lives like this. So we go out. We're chasing our first uh, – should I give another story about the bounty hunting? I mean there's a crazy thing that happened
0: coming uh, out. Go on. Come on. I'm intrigued by this. This is just like out of the box for the things I thought I was going to talk about with you. But I was <laughs> okay, like so to hell with we're, that.
1: <laughs> yeah. We're after this guy. We're after this guy and um, we're told – That he's living in an alley. Well, the alley's connected on two ends, but in the middle of the alley, there's a couple of houses that back up to it. So he's in one of the yards of one of the of uh, connected to the alley. Yeah. So we pull into this alley, and we know which alley it is because there's a card game that's always played at the corner. This is in. um, They used to call it South Central Los Angeles. Now they just call it South LA or something because they're trying to be more fancy, I guess, and gentrify it. So we pull in by this card game, and there's apparently a crack house down at the other end or something like this. And so we're in a van, and we're going really slowly down this narrow uh, alley. We stop. We figure out where the guy's place is, and they're like, all right, who's going to go? And I'm like, fuck it. I'll go. It's my first night. You know, yeah. If this is your first night at Fight Club, you have to fight. I'm like, yeah. yeah, I'll go. All right. I'm in. I'm in. Now, for whatever reason, this seemed like a good idea. And so I got out. <laughs> Uh, where this is like, it's probably oh. two o'clock in the morning by this point. Dude. I get out. There's yeah. a fence. Um, I start climbing over the fence and the fence starts wobbling its ass off, making a lot of noise. And I'm like, you know, if the homeowner comes out, he could shoot me and he's within his rights. But, you know, the guy said they'd cover me from the van. So I'm like, all right, fine, let's do this. Let's do this. I'm after a known felon, right? This is my job. Yeah. I get over the fence. All I have is a flashlight, one of those big giant mag light flashlights. And I see the vehicle that he's supposed to be sleeping in. And they had already pre-warned me. They said, here's what you do. You duck down. You pop up. You look in, see if he's in there. And you pop down again so you don't get shot in the face or anything like that. I'm like, "Okay, got it. So I'm over by the car. I'm ducked down. I pop up, shine the light in. He's not there. Nothing. I'm like, all right, well, he's not here. This is a bust. I'm going to go back to the van. Go back, get in the van, and we start to drive off. Okay. (laughs) Just at that moment, a car pulls in front of us and blocks us in on the front end, and another one pulls behind us and blocks us in on the back end. Now, for those of you who don't know, we are about to get shot. The car is about to be filled with bullets. That's just how it happens when you are approaching a crack house and a card game. And as it turns out, the card game was an early warning for the people in the crack house so that the cops came, they could clear out. Anyway, we didn't know that. The problem is, now this van... (laughs) is in such a spot in the alley where it's too narrow for us to open our doors. So we're about as fucked as you can possibly get. Now, for whatever reason, I did not have my gun with me that night. I think it was just because it was the first night. I'm going to go check it out. I probably don't need to carry heat. Probably be some classroom setting. Boy, I was wrong. They were like, let's just go for it. Of course, because they were idiots. But anyway, (laughs) so here we are about to get shot. Nobody knows what the fuck to do. and finally. The guy in the front passenger seat takes out the mag light. He pulls it up against his mirror. Uh, well, he puts it out the window, pulls it up against the window, out the mirror, and turns it on very brightly. And he starts slowly panning it left to right. And at that moment, both cars pull the fuck out and leave because they thought it was one of those big giant flashlights on a, on a cop car. Oh. And so they bail, and we do not get shot. And yes he saved my life but he also put it in danger because wow. of his stupid idea. <laughs> so we're good and we live and I almost got killed again later that night but anyway it was fine and awesome and yeah so I did the job.
0: Oh god dude that was an uh, you t- oh, that was an amazing story. I was I was yeah I was spellbound the whole way through just listening. That's <laughs> incredible. Your first night on the job as a bounty yeah. hunter. <laughs> And you almost get shot up when you're pinned in either side. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was
1: moronic. How stupid was that?
0: I'm to assume that your lovely lady was at that stage not in your life because uh, I presume you wouldn't have been taking on (laughs) bounty hunting jobs, you know.
1: (laughs) Well, yes and no. You know, you don't think you're going to die. I mean, how many times have you gone and do something crazy and you think, ah, I'll be fine.
0: That's true. This is this is this is very very true. <laughs> so, dude, um, I oh wow. I mean, I kind of want to stay there, but in let's let let us let, keep moving forward. So, well, there um, are
1: some business lessons that come from that because I know we talk about entrepreneurship and mm-hmm. things, and there are some things that you can learn from that.
0: What I actually want to ask you about, which is quite interesting, because you're the first person that I've ever uh, spoke to who's um uh, a married man. I think of all the other people I've interviewed, and hmm. I want to ask. What? How? How has some of the experiences that you have had helped your your married life? Because my show is about life, love, and entrepreneurship, and I know that um, it's something that in the world of business is never really spoken enough of hmm. about the importance of you know having a, a strong kind of foundation in terms mm-hmm. of your family unit. So I'd love to just get your insights as to yeah, whether, absolutely, yeah, as to that side. How any of these experiences have helped you know your relationship and how that's benefited.
1: Yeah, absolutely. The, the things that I have gone through in my life, because I've been able to just be free and be crazy and all that, actually brings a lot of, you know, I don't want to say wisdom, right? Because that always sounds so self-important. But it does bring a lot of experiences that I can talk about with her. And I can say, well, you know, from my own experience, I know a little bit. And here's where I get it. And here's why I say that. And it's been able to help. But... I think far more than anything I've been able to give her, having someone in your life who not only is on the same page as you but, like, believes in you and believes in what you're doing, I think makes you at least ten times, if not more, likely to succeed than trying to do something on your own. You know, you've got a whole team of of basketball or cricketers or, or or any sport or football, whatever you like. Yeah, there's a whole team out there, and when you're married to someone who who loves you and wants to support what you're doing, you're more likely to win than if you're just some guy trying to go it alone. So true.
0: I think that that's incredibly true, and uh, I think that just given the kaleidoscope of experiences that you've had, I've got I've got no doubt in my mind that. Um, you will always have perhaps interesting insights, but depending upon kind of any situation. And, dude, with, with with that in mind, then I guess one of the things that I I kind of wanna wanna ask you is, how do you? I mean, in in thirty seconds, if you were then to another question to describe, mm. because you know, there's there's this reel of stuff. I know that you published this book. You've got the you've got the TV show. You're an editor in chief for you know, Mm -hmm. online publishing house, none of Mm -hmm. these things are small things. So how how do you, what's your secret or what is the secret to um, managing like a hundred things at once, Uh, you know, alongside the fact that you're, you're married and you, you have, you, you have a, you have a son or a daughter as well, don't you? We don't, we don't really ever speak
1: about it, but I do, actually. Well, I have uh, a couple of daughters who are older, but with me right now because, you know, they're they're adults, right? So they're living their own life. Yeah. I moved to an island and I'm just having a blast. Um, my son right now is a year and a half and Jesus, he never stops. The kid is insane. So <laughs> there's a lot of work that needs to be done there. But, you know, the secret to doing a bunch of things all at once, I actually learned from you or I should say I learned to put it into words from you. (laughs) And I'll tell you what I mean by that. I I read something that you wrote once in a post that said, have a bias towards action. And I thought, that is incredibly well said. It is just a few words, but it's really important. It's this idea of doing things right now and not waiting until you're better or you've read more books about it or you're sure you're going to succeed. It's just the idea of going now and doing it now. Um, so many people want to put something off till tomorrow morning at nine thirty or eight thirty, whatever, and then you just get this idea: of, fuck it, let's do it right now. And you're like, yeah, that makes sense because if I got twenty minutes to think about it, I got twenty minutes to do it, and that's where it really, really changes your life. Just start right now.
0: Oh, uh, thank you as well. Uh, I, I did. <laughs> I didn't see that answer coming, and so I was like, okay, I don't, I don't know what to say. Um, I, I, I naturally um agree and I really asked that not because it was scripted just because you know um I I I kind of feel like I know you it's probably one of the qualities that I think is quite impressive <laughs> about you I talk to you and I feel like you know me and I know you then you tell me about some of your experiences and I realize I know fuck all about uh <laughs> about <laughs> Sage Michael or all, all, all at the same time and um uh Sage I've got I've got um two minutes left with you uh two two and mm-hmm. a half minutes um and in this time, I would love for you then to also because I find a lot of the things you're saying quite profound. To be honest with you, dude, you're an amazing storyteller, and the, the the bias towards action. I mean, it, it it's so reflected in in how you live. Um, tell me a little bit about um, Rise with Us because I know that that's new, um, mm-hmm. and I just kind of wanna, yeah, I want, I want, I'd love for my audience to hear about what you're doing
1: with that and what what, what that's about. Sure, absolutely. Um... I have been fortunate enough to have started a library in Africa. I have helped uh, rebuild an orphanage in Malaysia. I, In one hour, though I'm sure people won't believe me, I started a food bank and a volunteer center that ended up employing, giving people jobs and food and everything like this. And. Just these things that some people would consider these incredible creations that then went on and impacted many people's lives. They're all great stories. They're all wonderful things. But within every single one of them exists a template for how anyone can do those things for themselves. And I thought to myself, well, fuck, man, since I know how to do this, maybe I can help teach other people how to do this. And if you string enough of them together, you will have had someone's entire life changed. So my plan at RiseWith.us is to help anyone who joins to change their life. And there are a couple of methodologies. There is a free newsletter where I will do it for free via email. They can do it over the phone or they can do it in person on a tropical island, all inclusive. And and I'm fine with any of the three. But what they're going to get is basically one-on-one help that gets them to – to really make the kind of change they want in their life, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, it, it absolutely does. And I mean, from, from my perspective, uh, for the benefit of the audience, again, guys, um, from, from all I know of Sage, he, he definitely walks the talk. And um, yeah, uh, I think all of those options sound amazing. So uh, risewithus.us, contact Sage, or obviously contact me and ask me, where can I get in touch with that awesome motherfucker who's a bounty hunter? And I'll be like, he'll be slinging shots. <laughs> In an island off Spain or something like that. (laughs) Um, Sage, listen, honestly, dude, uh, it's been a real pleasure talking to you. Um, I wish I could talk to you longer, but we will anyway just off air because this is what keeps it interesting for the audience. And uh, just uh, thank you, dude.
1: (laughs) It's been a pleasure, man. Thank you.